Hey guys, we're back. Conversations with Kizzy. How are y'all doing this afternoon? So, it's another day, another moment. And in this particular moment, it's like I'm being spiritually bombarded in a good way with things to discuss that God is pouring into my spirit even now as I speak to you guys. I touched a little bit on it, I think maybe last week or the week before, maybe two weeks ago, on discipline and obedience. And God deals with me first. And then he gives me something for those that I am connected to, or even those that I'm not connected to. Um, Sometimes, you know, he'll bring people across my path or into my life for certain reasons, maybe a season, maybe a lifetime. And today, I've had so many things come across my mind this morning, you know, just today. And as I was sitting here, looking out of the window in my bedroom, all I could think about was, at what point in my life did I decide to just do right? Do right by myself, do right by my family, those that I love that are not family, and most importantly, do right by God. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done because I've been there. I've told God and expressed, you know, in prayer and thoughts to myself, this time I'm going to do right. This time I'm not going to disobey. This time I'm not going to backslide. Or this time or next time I won't respond the same way. But you really don't know until you've had a made up mind to say today is the day that I choose me. I've heard so many people, men and women say they settle for relationships because they don't want to be alone as they get older or they don't want to start over. I'm included in that. I've said that before. I've seen men and women stay in relationships because of the sexual bond that they share. And outside of that, they really had nothing in common. I've seen people stay in relationships, even friendships, because of potential. And then the other person never builds up or grows to that potential. They stay the same person. And I hear people say so many times, and I see it online, when a person shows you who they are the first time, believe them. That is true. And I understand second chances because after all, God does give us second chances time and time and time again. But God is an infinite God. There is no time frame for him. There is no end of life for him. Everything that he thinks of and dreams of, it comes to fruition. There's nothing holding him back. 
he doesn't have fear. He operates in faith. He's powerful and he's aware of his power. He's aware of his authenticity. He's aware of his authority because he knows that he's God and there's no one else like him. And if God is in us, why don't we operate the way that God does? And it came to me today because we don't have a made up mind that we're simply going to do right by God. This flesh, our own desires and our own will, it hinders us from moving forward, whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically, whether it be mentally or emotionally or all of the above. This flesh and our own desires and our own will for life and what we want, we want, we want, I want, I want, it hinders us from what God really wants for us, what he really has for us. We miss a lot of blessings, opportunities. We miss a lot because we simply don't give God a chance in his fullness, in his entirety to be God in our lives. We put a man or a woman before God. We put our own wants and will and desire before God's. We put our children before God. And a lot of times our children disobey because we obey. We disobey. Our children disobey us a lot of times because we disobey God. Because it flows from the head down. A lot of times our children go through a lot of stuff because we're going through a lot of stuff because we're not on point and we're not catching it because we're so consumed with whatever this thing is that we've put before God. It could be a job. It could be a friend. It could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It could be, you know, an addiction. I think about some of the things that I've struggled with over the years. And as long as I've been saved, as long as I've been a Christian, as long as I have been professing the love of God and the word of God, I often found myself wondering At that time, why was I still dealing with that particular addiction or that particular sin? And it's because I didn't have a made up mind to say enough is enough. I wanted to do it in all actuality. So in all actuality, because I wanted to do it, I was willing to sacrifice and compromise my relationship with God, no matter what, as long as it made me feel good. How many times have you found yourself in that same particular situation? Smoking weed made you feel good. Smoking cigarettes eased your pain, so to speak, or took away your stress. Taking that drink made you feel good. And I know a lot of people say Jesus turned water into wine. True, he did. It's okay to drink a glass of wine. I'm not condemning that. It's okay to do whatever you do because that's between you and God. What I will say is you if you get to the point where you're drunk, it takes you out of control. You're not who you normally are when you're sober. So you're not having control. Anything can happen. You're not being sober. Anything can happen. 
And that's a place where God doesn't want you to be. And so he gives us warning before destruction. Uh, um, it's, it's so crazy because I see people smoking cigarettes like on an everyday basis. And the cigarette pack says it'll give you cancer. Yet people still smoke it. It's like you when you tell a child, hey, hey, don't touch that, it's hot. And they keep trying to touch it until finally they burn themselves. And then they're crying and falling out all over the place. And you have to pick them up and soothe them and make it better and wrap it up and put some butter on it as the old folks do. Or put some ice on it or get some burn cream or even go to the emergency room. But eventually it gets better, but not without your help. When... If they had not touched it the first time and just obeyed you saying, no, don't touch that, it never would have happened. It's the same way with us and God. He continues to show us and tell us and prove to us why we shouldn't do something. And if we do, this is what happens. If we don't, this is what happens. And he gives us free will to make the decision. And yet we as a people, continue to make the wrong decision and go down the wrong path. Knowing, knowingly, it means us no good. You pray for a job, but you're not specific. You just pray for a job. So God gives you the job and then you're miserable. But you don't have any other income coming in. And you can't go back to your old job because you didn't give a two weeks notice. You just left. And you can't quit this job because you still got rent and car note, bills, kids. But then and sometimes you still quit and you end up in a worse position and it takes you longer to get another job. All because you had no connection. You know, like <clears throat> when we plug, when we buy a TV and we program it and we plug it up and we connect it to the Wi-Fi and all of that. The TV is designed to work specifically a certain way when it's plugged up because it's connected to the source, the electricity. And when you unplug it, it doesn't work. Same way with us. We are designed to live and operate on a certain level. We are designed to be plugged in to the word of God. We are designed to be plugged in to the source, which is God, so that our spiritual life can manifest things in the natural. So that we can live a certain lifestyle without struggle, without sickness, without worry, without stress. Now, things happen. We disobeyed. We backslid. Ran from our calling. Whatever the case may be, we did not have a made-up mind to follow the manual. And we don't operate the way that we're supposed to operate. We're all over the place. We're out of sync. And we're not effective. So what good are we? We're not operating our purpose. You can't. 
I don't care how much you go to church and dance and pray. If you're not connected to the source the way that you're supposed to be, you have no good to the kingdom. You're not living. You're just existing because you're not in his perfect will. You're in his permissive will. So when do we get to the point where we have a made up mind? That no matter what, come hell or high water, we are determined to live a life sold out to Christ. Not just so we can reap the benefits, but so that you can have ongoing and constant peace, protection, guidance, discernment, wisdom, so that you can be effective in the kingdom, so that you can be effective on your job. Because guess what? No matter how much you preach it, if you're not living it, you're not making an effect on nobody. Nobody expects you to be perfect, but at the same time, if you're preaching this holiness and this righteousness, why not live it? You're only going to benefit yourself. I woke up today with a made up mind. I already had a made up mind to live for God. And it took me a minute to get there. I'm not going to lie. I can be transparent. But I already had a mind. A mindset that I'm living for God, like regardless. I don't want to keep living in sin. I don't want to keep messing up with the same thing time and time again. I don't want to keep doing what I know hurts God because eventually in the end it only hurts me and those connected to me and that's not fair to myself it's hurtful to God and it's hurtful to those around me who see such greatness in me yet I don't live up to it because I've been sidetracked and distracted by what I thought was God We got to do better for ourselves. It's not about what other people think. It's about your commitment to God. You got to raise your, your standards when it comes to the things of God. You got to raise your spiritual IQ. You got to grow up. You got to forgive. It's not for other people. It's for you. You got to stop thinking you know it all because you don't. You got to start seeing your flaws and your faults in the things and decisions that you've made. You got to start owning your stuff. Turn that finger away from other people and point it at you and get you together. Because once you get you together... I know for a fact you will not continue to do the things that you continue that you've been doing. Because you're going to be like, I deserve better than this. I need to treat myself better. I've been single. I've I've never been married even when it looked like I was married, felt like I was married. I was not married. But I thank God 
because all the trials and tribulations that I've been through brought me to where I am right now and made me realize had I really been married to the person who I was with, I would have been outside the will of God for the rest of my life. I thank God that he saved me from what I thought I wanted. He protected me when I thought I was being rejected. He covered me when I thought there was no way back from what I was in. And he keeps on keeping me. So I already had a made up mind that I'm living for God. I woke up this morning and I said, I want to be better. I don't want to have these walls up anymore. I don't want to have this guard up because not only does it keep people away, it keeps God away because he operates through people. And there's always a lesson to learn in every situation, friendship and relationship. And it doesn't always have to end bad or hurtful. And sometimes it doesn't have to end. You just have to forgive and see people through the eyes of Christ. But I encourage you on today, if you are a person who's in a backslidden state or you're in a situation that you know deep down inside is not what God really wants for you. I encourage you to just let go and let God. It's going to seem hard in the beginning, but it gets better over time. And you got to discipline yourself. The same way you discipline yourself to get up and go to work every day, to clock in on somebody else's time, and to go to lunch when they say you can go to lunch and get off when they say you can get off and you work your fingers to the bone. That takes discipline because you know you got to pay your rent and your car note and your bills. You got to take care of your kids. You got to pay child support, whatever the case may be. But the same way that you do that, you got to discipline yourself when it comes to God. We can't afford to go to sleep without praying every night. We can't afford to wake up every morning and not say, thank you, Jesus. And give him a few minutes of our time, if not more. We can't afford to continue to be in sin. Day in and day out, knowingly sinning. Willingfully, you're willingly sinning. Because it feels good to your flesh, but it's no good for your spirit. I woke up today and I said, I want to be better. I want to love better. I want to treat people better. I don't want to put on a facade and a front no more. I don't have it all together, but all I know is I love God. And if I say I love God, then I got to do what God say. And I got to treat people the way God treats people. Now, God wasn't a pushover. He didn't let you walk all over him, but he was loving. He was forgiving. He was kind and he was merciful. He showed compassion. And when times permitted, he did flip them tables over 
and he was angry, but he did not sin against the people. So I encourage you on today. To have a made up mind. I always say I have nothing to lose, but everything to gain by serving God. It's the same with you. You have nothing to lose, but everything to gain with God. And if you saying you're going to be sold out for Jesus causes people to leave you, because you're no longer willing to sin and compromise your relationship with God for them. They were never meant to be in your life in the beginning. And God will remove some people on purpose. But he'll never remove without replacing. So I encourage you on today. And I pray that you will get to the place in your life where you too can say, at what point will I say, enough is enough. I'm making up my mind to live for God for real. No strings attached. No, I'll do it. God, if you do this, no. You're just simply going for it. Stepping out on faith saying, God, it's me and you. And letting him have control and you releasing the reins. It's the greatest feeling, I promise you. Be encouraged. And if God gives me anything else, I'll be back today. If not, I'll be back tomorrow. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed Tuesday. Be encouraged. Make someone's day brighter by giving them a hug, a smile. Or a word of encouragement. Pay it forward. And let God use you on today.